calling the dogs with Chansey and she and wow we're already off to a hot start we're we're, we're amped and, and glad to be back in the saddle uh it's been entirely too long i don't even know when the last time we recorded i i, I think it was april it was either march or april but regardless i mean i'm sitting here we're, we're closing in on the season preview time and I was, we were texting, and I was like, yeah, let's let's try to do this. And you were like, yeah, sounds good. And I was like, well, I'm going on vacation next week, so we can't do next week. <laughs> you were like, well, I got a busy week this week, so we can't do this week. So, uh, man, glad we were able to finally get together. This is uh, feels right, feels good. I mean, we're, I mean, a little over a month away from the, the season opener. And college football starts literally a month from now, I think. It's like that first, first weekend in August, or excuse me, last weekend in August, Man, it's uh, it's about to be fun. It's coming quick, and the the the, the crazy thing is, is this. I, I felt like this summer has flown by. This off season has been just incredibly fast, and been all kinds of news across the college landscape. I mean, the college, the game that we're about to have this this off season. I think this season is going to be relatively tame in terms of similar to last year in terms of structure. But we're just this year is almost just a a gap year until the real change in college football happens next season with all the realignment and all the things happening and changing and people going all over the place. I mean, what we knew as college football is, is, is no longer. And uh, we don't really know what it's going to look like. I'm, I'm hoping when it gets to, when it gets to play in the game, that the that fall is going to be like the fall and it's just people are playing football and, and maybe that will happen, but we're, we're going to see we we need to enjoy this season. Um, even though our home schedule is, uh, what would you, what, I was, was going to say, poo-poo is a good adjective. Um, th- there's a lot of adjectives that I could use that I won't use on here, but, uh, it's still going to be fun. Uh, we, we've got it. We've got a, a good season, a good opportunity, but, uh, we just need it. We need to knock the rust off. We need to get back into the swing of things, you know, get back into the mode here and make sure which all is, of our equipment Which is still what works. we're trying to do right now. You know, <laughs> we don't know what to do with our hands at this point. We're, we're, we're trying to get back in the swing of things. And it, I mean, you know, first, first episode here in, in, uh, you know, about four months. I mean, we're just like, this is, uh, this is, I mean, we enjoy this. I mean, I think you and I both have had busy summers. I mean, it's just, it's wild. And, and it's funny because like, don't, we we have had summer episodes over the years. I mean, you know, in the what five years, six years that we've been doing this, uh, we've had summer episodes. But man, there's just it's one of those things that it's it's tough because you can't just come into this thing and just have, hey, I got these five headlines, boom, you know. And, and but uh, there there's definitely things to discuss, and I'm glad we were able to get back together because I mean I, I I missed I missed seeing you. You you live too far away from me. Uh, but you know that's all going to change here shortly. We're going to be, you know, you and I'll be in Athens uh, in in a little over a month together, just enjoying taking in the dogs, doing a little tailgating. But before we get to that, and before we get to any kind of season preview, Chancy, we had an opportunity uh, a week ago or so uh, to take in a, an excellent documentary on the 2022. Georgia football teams, uh, them dogs that I believe, I don't know if it was, I guess it was ESPN, it was on SEC Network, uh, just an incredible thing. I, I think there was multiple times where, I, I love the way they did it because, you know, some of the games were kind of, they ran through pretty quickly and then, you know, they kind of had, hey, look, this is a this was a turning point in the season. I also love, I mean, one of my favorite parts, Chancey, I don't, I'm, I'm sure it was for you too, but was whenever they were going between Munkin at practice 
walking through the guys through plays and scenarios, and then literally showing how that played out on the field. Uh, what was what was one of your? I mean, besides that, and or you can expound on that if you want. But what else? What else did you uh, see in that thing that li- you liked? Well, it was funny you say that because probably that one of the coolest parts was I was going to say that, but from the Glenn Schumann side, talking about um, talking about Keeley on that interception at Tennessee, yeah. and he yeah, says yeah. he says you get on the inside and then you become the then you think like a receiver. And he was talking about how he was, what his footwork needed to be, his placement needed to be, and I mean, if and and I always thought, when well, looking at that, looking at that play, I was like, Keeley's the anybody else watching the, this play would think that Keeley was the receiver because of how he had his placement, where he was yeah. at, and it was a cool, it was a cool opportunity. But probably my best part, or my, my my favorite part, was that how they had to to chop up the coaches' comments. <laughs> Because you know there were so many f bombs, <laughs> and they just they had to they had to cut it up, and you could see they cut it as good as they could, and anybody that has not seen some of the behind the scenes footage wouldn't 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 know where some of those f bombs might be, but um, but man, I I love. I love how I thought obviously it's just a, it's a love letter to what we got to watch all year long and yeah. us getting to relive it. We're going to be happy with anything that happens because everything was good. Uh, you knew the outcome of everything that was going to that was going to transpire, but it, they did a great job of, of integrating the seeing the coaches talk and, and seeing some of that behind the scenes stuff and then. Uh, it, it was just it was fun to go back and kind of watch the season through that lens and kind of go back through that that journey because I mean man during the season it was it was fast paced I mean to think about our season starting with Oregon and all the games that transpired and what kind of transformations our, our team went through and, and how we changed and, and grew and um, so it was fun it was a good it, it it was a thoroughly loved hour by me for sure yeah yeah. It was a, a, a trip down memory lane. I actually was in a situation where uh, that was when we were at the beach, and they had the uh, the, the the beach house actually had direct TV uh, stream or whatever, and so I was like, oh, I'm gonna make sure I record this thing. But I, I started recording it, I guess, in the middle of it, and so we got about 20 minutes of it, and I was just like, and it was all you know, starting at the SEC championship. So I turned it on, and, and and I didn't know this, and I I hit watch now, and all of a sudden it's in the middle of it or towards the end of it. And my brother and my dad are like, "What the hell's going on?" You know, like, "What are you doing?" You know, we can't watch it. We can't watch just the last twenty minutes. I was like, "I was like, I agree, I agree." But I thought ahead, and I'd already—I mean, I knew about this thing, and I'm like, "Man, I'm going to make sure I record that." So I, we logged into our Directv account, and boom, like we had it. So you know, sometimes a little technology pays off. But um, man, it's 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 crazy because you sit there and and you watch this season unfold in front of you in, in an hour span and you're like man that hour just i mean that within that hour it took multiple years off my life <laughs> especially when you think about the missouri game you think about the ohio state game there was times in the kentucky game where the, i mean there was times in the georgia tech game you know the first half of the georgia tech game and uh what the, that team overcame and and let me tell you the, the one of the first things that came to mind was, man, we are going to miss the mailman. <laughs> it's so, it's so true. He, uh, he, he did so much for this past year's team and, and brought up, brought a mojo and, uh, and had a mentality that I think 
permeated the team and and, and really he, he did so much this year and, and and created so much for this for for during a lot of those games and a lot of those games he wasn't playing great but then he turns a corner and he makes the plays when he has to and and I think this season too you saw I think we were able to get uh, and we've, we've talked about this before but we, we got to see what it's like being that elite team in the sense of even at your at your lowest or not lowest but even when you're off someone still has to be on to even come close to what you're trying to do. Like Missouri yep. played their best game of the season against us, and we had our C-plus game. I mean, we were just not – we weren't clicking. We weren't there. Uh, you're, you're probably our, one of our True longest True freshman Malachi Starks, if he doesn't make that tackle on the one-yard line, we lose that ball game. Kenny McIntosh, when he do, if he doesn't convert that fourth and one on an end-around, basically, I mean, a stretch play – I mean, it's just incredible how close we came to losing that game. And you never know. I mean, I know we talked about it, but, I mean, you never know. You lose that game, you might lose against Kentucky. You might lose, you know, in, in Jacksonville. It's uh, The Missouri game was a turning point in the sense that we, I mean, we, we, we dominated Oregon, and then you kind of get to a high point in the game, and you're going to, to Columbia, which is, I mean, Pretty underrated little college town. I mean, I like I like Columbia. You and I have been there before, uh, and but it's not super intimidating. Columbia, so, I mean, Columbia Missouri. Let's just yeah, be clear. Yeah, not talking <laughs> just about. Make sure we South, clarify that. <laughs> definitely not talking about South Carolina. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was a given. But I'm glad you clarified. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. But uh, you and I have both had terrible terrible experience with with uh, Columbia South Carolina. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean Columbia, Missouri, not super intimidating atmosphere, but it's not like they're going into Neyland or anything like that. And so these guys got to be up for it. And we come out of there, I mean, come out of the gate and just are slow, uh, just not focused, and then found a way to win. And that, and then you know the next week we beat the crap out of Auburn at home. I mean, I feel like that was a from a uh, mentality standpoint was a was the turning point in the season. In my opinion, well, it just it, it shows that going back and, and getting to see that, I, I think it shows us that the the biggest enemy against us is, is us, and we're the only we're, we we are the ones that will hold us back from success, which we're seeing a lot, which we'll talk about in a little while this off season. The only thing that's gonna that's gonna keep us from doing it again is us, and 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 getting in our way because we've got we've got the guys, we've got the talent. But I think it's, re- it's creating that teamwork, creating that connection again, and, and getting to that place. Do we have the leaders that can push through those hard moments? Because looking at our schedule, we got a crappy home schedule. We've still got a hell of a schedule in terms of having like the places we have to go and where we have to play and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, it's not an. There's a parts of it that are easier if you're if you're looking at just pure, pure like. Uh, whatever it is. And uh, to be fair, we were supposed to go to Norman. We were supposed to be playing right. in Oklahoma, you know, the second right. game of the season. And, and, and so I, I, we would have had – I mean, it would have been a pretty pretty jam-up schedule at that point. I mean, very similar to this this past year, obviously. But it's we're going to be the only th- reason that keeps us from doing this a third time, which is just the craziest thing to even <laughs> be able to think about. Like, could you have imagined we, – we've said this no. a thousand times, but could you imagine six years ago, four years ago, that you would be saying, man, I wonder if we three peak. <laughs> like, 
Can, can you tell by the goofy, goofy ass smile on my face? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's un unbelievable, uh, remarkable stuff. And uh, I, I wish I could have told the little kid version of me years ago what was coming. Like, just hang on. Like, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to be okay. Eventually. <laughs> I mean, well, the th- I'm thinking. The thing is, we I'm had thinking to about go through that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I was I was thinking about the after the uh, was it 2015 Bama game, where I think you and I left the stadium, and I was with you. I just remember that we it was raining, it was pouring, it was awful. We got destroyed, and um, I just remember you and I just sitting in silence for like an hour and I, but I was just so thankful you were there. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I needed somebody to be there, and I was like, "This might, it may, it, this might be the end. Like this, it could just go downhill from here, and nothing could ever change. <laughs> like this is just might be what I'm destined for." And then to think, this is where we're at now in the kinds of conversations. And um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not. This will not get old. Let me tell you. No, and and that's the funny thing is we had to go. That's kind of what I was going to say earlier. It's like we had to go through that for us to get to a point where we think, oh, we got two natties in a row. That's awesome. I'm still hungry as can be to get. I mean, if we get three Pete, you're talking about the upper echelon of upper echelons in college football. I mean, I don't. Has it? I mean, I, I'll be honest. It's probably been done, you know, back in like early 1900s, Notre Dame, Alabama's, you know, early 1900s. But in modern college football, it's never been done. And it's funny you think about even even repeat champions in modern modern college football. I mean, USC claims. I think USC claims one in the mid two thousands. I mean, Alabama had uh, twenty eleven and twenty twelve, um, but I think that was the most recent one. But you know, USC even claims one. They won the BCS right in uh, was it oh three or oh four? Um, one of the two. And I know they lost to Texas, obviously in in 05, but they they claim they oh the year that LSU won, they still claim that national championship, which is so stupid uh, because they actually won the BCS title. LSU did, but anyway, it's kind of one of those things that it, I I can't wrap my mind around us in this modern era of, of college football where Alabama was was king so much, and then Clemson. Like basically came up and it was it was an Alabama Clemson thing for what four or five years stretch. I mean they were just fighting and you're like man how the hell is Dabo Sweeney doing this? And it was either Alabama or Clemson every year and they had some dog fights until that last game they played and then all of a sudden LSU comes out of nowhere with like the team of the freaking century and Alabama has the COVID year team and then it's like everything planes off and it's like it's the dog's turn. And I, I'm looking at this. I mean, we're not going to get too too far into the details here on the on the team, but Chancy, I'm looking at this team, top to bottom. It may be deeper than last year. The only thing that's not quite as deep is the defensive line, and that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's it, and and that's why I I have a hard time getting my hopes up and, and thinking because a a three peat is just is so difficult because at that point you're 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 fighting against yourself like I said you're you're fighting against the mentality that you have to have to be generational to be great to be beyond anything that's ever been done especially at our level and and that's a that's a scary thing because like you said we're only one or we're a straight kick 
47, 50-yard kick, whatever it is in the Peach Bowl, to not going and, and getting that that second that second championship. Yep. But if you look at if you look at most championship seasons, they have that moment. They have that situation, and it's about are you at the place where you overcome that moment, or are you you made enough of the plays to get to where you can have that moment, to where it comes down to that flip of a coin. And we've we we've talked about it all all along. Is how many times have we been Ohio State in the Peach Bowl, and we've been doing that to Alabama or whatever it is. And and for that, for us to be we had to be great at a certain level to where even when we're getting caught off guard, we're still able to make the plays when they count and be able yep. to be there in the moment and, and just be able to, to get to that point. Because we even botched up that last drive against Ohio State. And, the, and, the, yep. and Stroud gets down and puts them in a position to win. We still botched that up. We never contained him all night. And uh, and so anyway, not to re- rehash last season, but I think it t- tees up what this season we realize what has to happen. We have to go to Neyland Stadium. That's that place. This is going to be the biggest game in. Should Neyland we try Stadium. to go? Should we try to go to Neyland? I I don't know if I want to go back, but should we try? Should we do well, it? I've never been, so I feel like. We oh, you probably, didn't go. I didn't go that year. I didn't. I didn't get to go that year. You might be the key. You. you we 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 may need. <laughs> So here's the deal. I mean, long story short, I mean, we're trying we, – we, you and I are both trying really hard not to get too far into 2023 season. But um, I, I I wanted to go to the Auburn game this year. Long story short, it's like my father-in-law's uh, birthday weekend, and I think we're trying to do some big thing for him because it's his uh, 60th birthday. It also happens to be my birthday is the day after his birthday, so I don't know how all that works. Um, but <laughs> – the the thing is not gonna get to go to Auburn, so like the one road game that I might want to try to put some money into, especially with the crappy home schedule we have, is Tennessee. So just just to you know put that in the back of your head if if we can let's, make let's that work. With, yeah, if we can if we can. Uh, I didn't know, man. I can't remember half of who went to what game. I I, I mean right. I, I know we talked about about the Missouri game, and I knew knew you went to that one, but. Uh, I can I can I, I could have sworn you were there. I mean, was, you were there with me in spirit. It was oh, yeah. <laughs> such a miserable game. You could probably you could probably hear me from from <laughs> from Knoxville. <laughs> Wait, was that was that the game? I know we've talked about this on every, this podcast. Every ACL MCL was torn. It was a it was no no a no no. You're setting for watching the game, weren't you? Like oh, yeah. at at a house, and it was a bunch of girls were yapping around you, talking about anything but the football game, and you were like, I've got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so when they blocked the punt, when they blocked the punt during that game, I don't think they took it back for a touch. I don't think they took. I don't think they took it back, but they blocked a punt for us like late in the fourth quarter, and I can't remember what it was. But when they blocked the punt, I don't even think the ball had been called dead, and I just I got up and left. <laughs> I went home. I got to the house. I just got in my underwear and I sat on the couch. <laughs> awesome. And I was just like, nobody talked to me. <laughs> a little little Irish exit. And uh, man, that's hilarious. I I think about that sometimes. I'm just like, because I I mean that's one of those times that you just you I remember I think we call, you called me or something after the game and I remember you talking about that situation. It's just burned into my brain. <laughs> like and I'm just like, I, if I was right there next to you, I would have been like, I'm falling, Chancy. <laughs> you know, like I'm out of here. <laughs> Uh, well, somebody called me and they were like, "Are you good?" And I'm like, "Hell no, I'm not good. <laughs> I am not well right now." But anyway, do you, are, do you that's see me years right ago. Now? 
yeah. it's a different yeah. it's a different time it was a different time but uh a lot of good stuff coming gonna be a fun year i mean the math the math is not in our favor but that's never held kirby smart back <laughs> from being kirby smart so it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a wild ride and we're gonna get to that moment and get to where we're talking about what all's coming coming for us and it's hard not to get excited about this team so uh we've we've got a lot of the playmakers back we got a lot of the same guys that that that, that did damage last year are, are going to be on this team and that's uh gets me pumped up so uh, but I do think we need to kind of look at there, – there's been a lot that has happened this past offseason or th- during this offseason. I think we've, we're seeing a lot of stuff happen. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, things going around our school, but things, a lot of things going around the, the college football landscape in general. Heck, stuff happening tonight. I mean, it's, there's, there's all kinds of things that are going down. And uh, uh, let, let, me get your, let me get your feel for – the landscape of college football right now. Where where where, where are you? Where, where are you at? Because uh, to give you the news of the night, uh, Colorado is headed to the Big Twelve, leaving the Pac twelve uh, or the Pac four, whatever it is now. I don't even know how many teams they're, they have. They're about to lose everybody. Yeah, I think the Pac twelve is going to what it's, it's basically going to turn into like a mid major conference and. Eventually, but I mean, you know, who's going to be left is like Oregon and Washington are still in school. You know, UCLA. No way Oregon stays. No way Oregon stays. No, no, I don't think so either. But like, you know, eventually they're going to still be playing some of these same schools, right? I mean, you can't just. Well, I was about to say you can't, but I mean, USC and UCLA are about to join the Big Ten, and I was about to say that you can't just fly clear across the country for every game, for every away game, but they're about to, and I think that just kind of speaks to the budgets and whatnot that these teams have um, <clears throat> or these programs have. But, I mean, it's, it's, it, it scares me in a way, Chancey. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about next year. Next year is going to be crazy. We're going to have the expanded playoff. There's all this conference realignment. But at the end of the day, I don't want it to end up – what scares me is I don't want it to end up being where the SEC eventually becomes like a 32-team Super conference. We can't just have two super conferences. I mean, you look at the history of college football, and it's always been a regional thing, right? And and I like I like that because I mean, at the end of the day, you kind of want some, you know a team from here representing a team from the West Coast, East Coast, Southeast, you know. And the NIL stuff is is all still very new and kind of scary. I like the fact that we have the Classic City Collective. That's kind of put a little bit of a, uh, you know, somewhat of a regulation on things with the University of Georgia, and I think Kirby Kirby has a really good outlook on it. That's what makes me feel more comfortable. Is is he says like it's a great thing. He 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 came out and says, hey, this is nil is good for these players. It's really, I mean, he's he talked about how it's helped some of the players afford you know a new home for their parents and things like that, and. I, I love that aspect of it, but it does scare me because, you know, what's eventually going to keep a team from, like, uh, you know, the, the big teams in, the, in this con- in the country or the conference, you know, are going to be fine. But the small teams are, I mean, some of them are going to cease to exist. And I know we talked about that in the past, but I am, I'm like 50-50. Like, I'm, I'm excited about the future of college football because there is going to be so many more, uh, Big games, I think, in the future, and I think we're going to see the the expanded playoff. Goodness gracious, I don't know how all that's going to play off and play out. Except for, it's probably going to end up being the same two teams that play for the championship game, you know, uh, the, or the ones you expect. But man, it's uh, it really is 
one of those things that I'm I there's so much that that's up in the air. It does scare me a little bit, but I'm excited about the future. But I mean, we're talking about I mean, you're talking about right now this year is it's like you said, it's like we're we're on the eve. This year's the last year that's going to be somewhat like it was in the past 10 years. And um I think that we're going to see a fairly normal college football playoff and everything like I mean, I think the teams that you expect are going to be in there. Um, and then next year is going to be just wild. But, I mean, you look at across the board. I mean, Chancey, we were talking about it earlier. You know, th- some of the most recent things are, you know, you've got some of these players kind of speaking up about you know, the Northwestern situation, which, you know, it's good that they speak up. But, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, the coach there, like I told you, he was pretty highly respected coach. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's out, you know, based off some of these accusations and uh, you know, wasn't it was kind of like one of those things where they were the you know the the judge and the executioner in this whole situation. And so I don't know, man. It's 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 weird. And the PJ Flex stuff in Minnesota came out today, uh, and so it's uh, it's interesting to see. You know, I mean, how many of these head coaches are gonna are gonna you know be able to you know come through this battle? You know about you know all this. All these like cultures and things like that, and I I feel more confident in in Coach Kirby Smart, and every every with every day because he I think he handles a lot of this very well. But of course we're not without our own issues uh, all field as well. Well, and that kind of leads into I, th- I think there's the the, the shift in, in college football and 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 becoming more of a I mean you look at like the NFL and you look at a lot of the a lot of the professional leagues and their their players leagues. I mean, the players kind of dictate what happens. And I don't think that's a bad thing to a degree. I mean, I think the players need to they sh- they have their they have their rights and should have a say in what what happens. Um, but at the same time too, we got to look at uh, it's it's kind of a it's a different thing when you're looking at college college athletics. I mean, these are young kids and trying to figure out how this all works and so I don't know what it's going to look like. It's kind of crazy crazy to think, but uh, we, to your point, we're we're having our own uh, our own battles and our own things going on. Obviously, uh, we've we've had a rough off season with the to go from the the highest of highs to the lowest of lows, and, and losing and like we, we've already talked about having having lost uh, Devin Willick and and, uh, and and having multiple deaths from the UGA football team and staff in the in the wreck and. But then still to have consistent uh, speeding tickets and and just reckless recklessness, just pure recklessness, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of these things, and, and people questioning the culture of what's going on. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to give you my my take on it is that I think there's a lot of these kids that you, these kids feel invincible, yeah. and they they feel invincible, and the and it leads to and you've got kids that have this nio money and they got them a nice car and the nice car goes fast. And uh, and they they like they like making nice car go fast, and uh, and and it's it's kids. There's a point where you say it's kids being kids, and that's it doesn't justify what they're doing and being reckless and putting lives in danger when so many lives are lost on the road. And uh, and so it's something that's just it's unacceptable. And so it's how are you going to address it? But at the same time, I don't think this is just a Georgia thing. I think this is something that happened is happening all across college football and college athletics uh but especially football and uh but it doesn't 
justify what's going on with with our guys right now, and and that we've got to rein this in. We've got to figure out what's going on, and our our team, our our coaches have to step up. And Kirby's Kirby's talking about it head on, but we got to step up. And then our our the players like Cedric Van Pran was at the um, uh, he was at the media days and talking about it, and he's talking about leaders got to step up and on the team and say this is putting this is not only putting the team in jeopardy for next year, but this is putting lives in jeopardy when you're when you're behaving like this, yeah. and so uh, I, I, I think I think it's it's critical that we figure out why why is this happening? What is it because of the is it because of the you you think because you've got the G you've got you're, you're starting to get that that mindset of I've I've got I've got it I've got it figured out I, I'm invincible I've got I, I'm 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 a, I'm a Georgia Bulldog I, I nothing can touch me because I'm a two-time national champion. I, I've got I've got it all figured out. I've got this NIL money coming in. Um, I'm at the best institution in the land. I'm good. And yep. uh, that's obviously not the case. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you you look at it, and, I mean, these guys are just kids, and, and you give them – and that's kind of the problem with this whole NIL thing is that all of a sudden, boom, they got all this money uh, that they use fairly freely. And, and you know, next thing you know – you know, they got a fast car and they can go, they go and they don't, they haven't experienced that before. And so they don't know, you know, what, the, how to handle that situation. And it's, it's tough because I mean, I mean, you want these kids, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, they're able to, to make some money off their name and likeness and whatnot and, and all that uh, to a certain extent, but you gotta have, you, you, you gotta have a level of responsibility. And, and that's what we struggle with. Cause I mean, some of these kids have never, ever experienced that before and so uh sorry in terms of you know having some of that expendable income and whatnot and so um it is, it is tough to handle and, and to be honest with you i'm just thankful i'm not uh having to be in the position of being uh kirby's shoes you know in this kind of situation and be able to handle this because uh lord knows i mean you're talking about you know 100 plus kids that are on this team you know and you know 85 of them are on the scholarship and so they're you know, basically, those are the ones that are making some money in some way, shape, or form, right? And I mean, I see it. I mean, I drive around, driving around Athens. You can see the billboards, man. You can see. I mean, I pass one every day uh, on the way to take my son to to daycare. That is, I mean, it's got. It's still. I think it still has Darnell. They still have Darnell on it, and it it just cycles through. I mean, it's like one of those billboards that changes and whatnot, and it cycles through. Uh, it's not even a billboard. It's like part of this company that's like down the road from the daycare and it's like literally like shows uh what's that kid's name he was like a he was like a g-day star muse uh i think it was his name and yeah, he just like yeah, kind of randomly yeah. had a big g-day they they were like let's bring that kid in like people know who he is now <laughs> uh, so he's on this on this thing that uh is is part of this company and whatnot and so anyway i mean it provides that kid is a uh, he's a walk on uh so i mean it provides him an opportunity to have make a little money off of it which is great but it is it's tough i mean because like how do you really you you really cannot fully manage that because they are 18 to 20 or 2 uh, 23 years old and i mean they're still college kids i mean they're gonna do basically what they want to and so you kind of gotta hope that one they were raised right, you know, and that they were able to, you know, at least taught some financial stability and whatnot or how to manage that. But at the same time, it's like, man, to a certain extent, you can't, you can't manage it. And so 
um, this stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to navigate that, uh, that part of this landscape of college football right now. But um, all in all, I mean, I think college football is still alive and well. Uh, you, you know, 10 years from now, we, we have no clue what that's going to look like. Uh, but right now, I mean, all I can think about is this is one of those seasons that feels fairly normal, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Next year is going to be just just crazy. Uh, but you look across the college football landscape, and, I mean, you know, kind of getting back to the conference thing, I mean, there's teams that are just jumping ship all over the place. I mean, the Big 12 is going to look completely different this year. The AAC got gutted because the Big 12 took like half their teams. Um, the Pac-12 is gutted, um, or excuse me, it's going to be gutted next year. Uh, and then you got the Big 10 is trying to be the rival to the SEC kind of thing. And, uh, you know, we'll see how relevant Ohio State is this year. If they beat Michigan, maybe they'll be kind of relevant, right? Uh, so I don't know, man. It's uh, it's wild. I, I really don't even know how to really put it in words, but it is just uh, college football is is, is – very big right now and I think a lot of these teams are just trying to figure out how they can uh, to navigate it well and so many things happened at one time it was like a lot of these big TV contracts kind of ran out all at the same time and then all this money kind of gets flushed into college football and then you kind of flip on the transfer portal NIL switch like we've like we've already already talked about and so it just it, and then you add the playoff into the mix and and expanded playoff and then all these teams moving around and uh, I think there's potential for some really cool stuff to happen and I think there is going to be some really cool stuff that happens moving forward. I think there's going to be some 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 really cool things. To your point though, there is going to be a separation. There's going to be a separation in terms of the the, the high dollar teams, the teams that bring in the viewers, the teams that get the the, the deals. Uh, that that make this this kind of stuff happen. That make the big the big the big TV deals happen, and you're going to see a lot of money flushed into the SEC and, and Big Ten, and uh, and so we have we have that going for us. I guess you have to you have to kind of think about and and, and so I, I feel I'm, I'm thankful that we're kind of in it. We're in obviously the best place you can be in going into this transition. I mean Kirby has set us up an incredible way. We're having the best recruiting class maybe ever that is coming in this this upcoming year. I mean, we've got so many guys coming in that. It, or, sorry, or, or this in this a, video on this. I'm, I got the sorry. I've got like next year's like opponents, like 2024 opponents on this webpage open, and the video keeps on playing again. I'm trying to. Keep I hate. From- I hate. I hate autoplay video ads. They're absurd. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly um, what it is. Sorry. Uh, don't mean to interrupt. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna cut the volume off. But I, I will say I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for where we're at, and I think, um, I, I think we're, we're getting to a, we're, we're going to have some fun things come in the SEC, and I, I think there is going to be some positives of where we're headed. Thinking about our 2024 schedule, I mean, holy cow, like we've got some major games. Like the SEC is looking, looking pretty amazing in terms of, of, of what kind of matchups we've got coming. Obviously, there's some strategery happening with how they made these they laid these games out we don't have the exact dates of what's hap- of what's going on but um, man they they've laid out some some uh, some some big matchups and and you're 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 bound to you're bound to have big matchups when it comes to uh, you get Oklahoma and Texas coming in and, uh, and and so in the midst of the turmoil of college football SEC is going to have some 
we're gonna have a pretty good SEC schedule in terms of like all the oh, yeah. fun games that are gonna be happening. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool, especially with the breakdown of the divisions. And you're really getting a lot of inner like the the, the conference is really gonna get to play each other, and you're, we're not gonna have to wait 15 years to play Alabama in the regular season. Well, to you know, kind of keep rolling on that. I mean, you know, so obviously about a month ago, this whole you know SEC reveal uh, or 2024 SEC opponent reveal happened. And uh, which I man, I had that thing. I was I was ready to roll. I, I was tuned in, and um, they. I think to kind of start off that whole situation, they decided that they were going to stick to an eight team uh, SEC uh, schedule, and which I think was big news. I mean, I think that really kind of helps. One that helps the small teams, the the, the UMasses of the world uh, that we're going to play next year. Uh, you know, to, to still have that opportunity to make some money uh, coming into uh, Sanford Stadium and, and playing Georgia Bulldogs. But, you know, you're also looking at, I mean, some of these, a lot of these teams, like the Big 12, for instance, a lot of these conferences are playing more within their conference. And, and I really was kind of hoping that we would move to a nine-team nine SEC schedule. Um, but they stuck with it. I was kind of surprised by it. But, man, I mean, you know, just kind of jumping in, into this, I mean, we play – you know Auburn at home, Tennessee at home next year, which are you know two big, pretty big t- games. Uh, obviously, very big games these days. Uh, and then, man, the away games are just incredible. Playing at Alabama, at Texas, Ole Miss, and Kentucky. Um, you and I talked about it. I mean, next. So, what's of those games? What's what's the away game that you're going to definitely be at? Well, I'm going to be like everybody and say we got to go to Austin. I mean, that's going to be yeah. such a big such a big thing i mean in terms of them coming into the sec getting to have georgia come to town they're going to be in a they're going to be in the biggest mode ever to try to to try to knock us down and and then and make their statement and so uh i i think uh i think i'm uh, that's got to be where where i'm at and then for me the second one's i, I would definitely want to go tuscaloosa um, I've never, we've never experienced that. I didn't go the, the COVID year, obviously. And so, uh, we, we've never gone in, during Alabama's glory, glory days, but, uh, that would be a pretty, pretty cool one to see too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll be in, I'll be at Texas. I mean, I, that's the one game that you and I were talking about it beforehand, but gotta, gotta save up my doll hairs to, to make sure I can make it to, to Austin. Uh, but the Alabama game is tempting. The the Ole Miss game to me. So you've already been to the Grove before. I have not, and that's one of the games that I'm thinking might be my second uh, potential. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, if, if things, I don't know, you know, what situations we're gonna have to fight through to get to, get to go to both of those. But I mean, we'll definitely be in Austin, and that's that's definitely already you know in the works. But it's just crazy to think that. Man, and we're playing all these teams: Alabama, Texas, Ole Miss, and and Kentucky away. Uh, but man, I there's still part of me that's like, couldn't we have gotten one of those teams to to play it at at Sanford Stadium, or you know, one of Alabama or Texas? Because I mean, we play Ole Miss at home this year, and so man, it's just wild though. Because I mean, the the Texas game, I feel like we I have been wanting us to play Texas at Texas for a long time now before any of the talks of them, you know, way before any of the talks of them joining joining the SEC. And next thing you know, boom, like Oklahoma and Texas are joining the SEC. And, the, the, I mean, that's going to be – it's going to be wild. And, and I think some of the – Oklahoma, I think, plays 
they play do they play at Tennessee or something like that and I mean which they actually did fairly recently within the past uh, few years but man it's just uh it's just crazy I don't know how they're gonna manage I don't who who puts these schedules together that's what I don't know I, I mean, mean they, God they got their work 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 cut out for them no doubt but man it's uh it's exciting next year's gonna be I mean I, I want to make sure we mention that because next year's gonna be a heck of a at least a heck of a road schedule no doubt. Well, and you look at these games for the whole conference. I mean, there's there's no way that really all these schedules look good. And I didn't mention this earlier, but I, I heard and I've read in, in a few different places that SEC's holding that ninth game. They're they're holding it for for the next TV deal. They're kind of they're kind of keeping it as a they're they're at they're keeping it in to make sure that they can milk that as much as possible. Try to get a lot of money for that for that ninth that ninth spot. And uh, because you look at these games and you're like, holy cow, we get one more of these across the networks uh, throughout the course of a season. I mean, that's a big deal. There, there's some pretty, there's some pretty, pretty big matchups going on, and uh, and now you're kind of in free reign to to make these matchups happen as regularly as you want, which is great for the sport in terms of. We want these big matchups. I mean, God, look at our—we got a hell of a schedule. I mean, just home. Well, it's and like away. we were talking about earlier. We were supposed to be playing Oklahoma this year, and they were like, "Well, sorry about that. You know, we're going to save that for later." Uh, they really are going to—they're going to milk it for for all it's worth. And, and and I think I think there's potential for that to be to to be great for in, in terms of the, the quality of the of the games in ter- in terms of getting a lot of these fun games in Sanford Stadium and, and getting some I mean imagine when Texas comes to play us at home I mean Athens is going to be electric electric and and that is just think about how many people I mean I'm just imagining how many people are going to be flying from Atlanta how many flight or what the flight cost is going to be from Atlanta to Austin and and thinking about how many people are going to be making that trek and how many people are going to be there for a whole week and then the, then the opposite happens next year. I mean, in terms of all these people coming from Texas, and 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 what's that going to look like? And uh, and that's just exciting. I mean, there's going to be a lot of that going on, and to think of that being a more consistent, consistent thing, and then getting to play a lot of these West of what of what were the West teams, getting to play those guys more often, I, I think is exciting. I mean, it 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 takes some of the allure away because you're like, well, we only, this game only happens once every 10 years or whatever it is. But if it gets to where it's every four years, that's a whole lot better. <laughs> that's a lot yeah. more, that's a lot more exciting, brings a lot more energy to it. So, uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how this, how this all shakes out. Well, one thing of note, I mean, you know, I don't know how it's all going to shake out as far as, you know, divisions are concerned, but I mean, that's one thing to point out for next year. There are not going to be divisions, and we are not playing. Excuse me, we are not playing South Carolina next year for the. I think for the first time since they joined the SEC, and that that's pretty crazy. And and I will say, of all the teams in the SEC East, that that may have been the second choice that I would have said. Ah, we don't need to play them. You know, uh, I mean, I obviously Vanderbilt being the number one, but, uh, you know, South Carolina, it's, I mean, I think it's a great rivalry. I still do enjoy it because it's usually early season. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Florida, Tennessee, those are the two that you, you just absolutely have to play. Uh, and then, you you know, on top of that, of course, you, you have to have the cross-season, uh, excuse me, cross-division rival against uh, Auburn, 
And, you know, I like playing Kentucky. Kentucky's a good football team. And, and in fact, I mean, I would say Kentucky might be a better program than South Carolina these days. I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, it's just it's wild to see, you know, things like that, this tradition. I, I just don't want to lose. That's what I'm scared most of. I don't want to lose some of that traditional side of college football, especially in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, you know, we have to if, – if there's ever a point where they're talking about taking away – the deep South's oldest rivalry, I will be very, very upset. I mean, if they're, if Auburn's not a every year we play them, I'm going to be very upset. But right now, I can I can live with what we got going on. Well, and and I think I think for us, I, I think we we kind of came in at a time where everything was pretty pretty set in, in terms of how we watched college football. We kind of we kind of hit it at the beginning, and we were really a part of the. Like our yours and my experience since the early '90s and mid '90s, and when we can remember all this stuff, that was really the beginning of the, of what this is, and what we saw, and so we got to see the full thing, and that's what we've we've grown up with. Like my like my dad when he was in school, we played Clemson first every year. Like that yep. was the tradition is we played them every every season. Heck, we had <clears throat> two seasons ago was first time we played them first in, in a home game. I guess we've done it a few times here in the last. 50, probably 10 15 years but um but uh i think i think there's potential for some new some new traditions to come out of this some new some new games some new rivalries and things to, to pop up and, and new uh cool opportunities so I'm, I'm i'm going to remain optimistic about this now when the season starts i'm going to be miserable and, and all that kind of stuff and, and it's going to be awful but uh for my health but uh, I'm excited about there, there's there's going to be some good things out. Of it. A lot of people are going to be pessimistic about college football and about what where we're headed, but I, I think I'm I'm pretty excited about some of the um, a lot of the the potential of what's coming. Well, you mentioned Clemson, and I completely forgot that we start the season next year playing Clemson. So in the same year, we play Clemson, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Texas. <laughs> And God knows who else. I mean, I, 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 you know, X'd out of the webpage here. But, I mean, my gosh, we have a gauntlet of a schedule next year. And it just only makes me just, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm thankful that as a fan, we're going to watch that happen. But also the uncertainty of, man, who the hell is going to be our quarterback next year, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and, 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 you know, right now, I mean, we're still, still like, you know, Carson Beck may be, he may be the front runner, but who knows, man? Who's who knows who's going to line up under center uh, at the first game of the season? It's going to be, uh, it's 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 a fun time to be a college football fan right now. You know, as as it stands right now, everything everything I, I I like what I'm seeing. I'm scared about some of the future, the some of the uncertainty. But man, as of right now, I mean, you can't you can't get much better than than thinking. I mean, I'm already thinking about 2024, and we're not even in the 2023 season, uh, and. You know, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that we have such a down schedule this year. I mean, you're looking at it. I mean, we have a poor home schedule, and then you play big game against Tennessee. And I and I'll, I'll go on record as saying I think Tennessee's going to have two losses when we when we play them in November, uh, and that's on them for for swapping that uh, that game from from October to to November. Uh, and should have never done that, but it is what it is. Um, but man, it's. Uh, it's a crazy time to be a college football fan. It's a crazy time to be a Georgia football fan. But it's a good time to be a dog fan, no doubt. Amen. Amen uh, to that. Chancey, you kind of mentioned this earlier. Dogs are on a tear in the uh, on the recruiting trail. 
just kind of jumping around there, we lost a, a commitment today from a linebacker. Five, I guess he was a five-star linebacker, Demarcus Riddick. Um, but that's okay because uh, apparently he. That's that's. I think the writing's been on the wall with that guy. But man, we got we already have the number one inside linebacker. So basically, like a higher-rated guy than that guy. Uh, Justin Williams committed to us. I think last week, I believe. And then you have, or excuse me, it was. I think it may have been earlier this week. And then we've got guys. I mean, we've got one of the highest-rated. Uh, offensive lines uh, coming into this recruiting cycle. We got some really good defensive tackle uh, support. We also got one of the highest rated tight ends. I mean, we have the number one quarterback in the country committed to us right now who transferred. We haven't even talked about this. He transferred all the way from Arizona. No, yeah, Arizona to Buford High School is going to play with another a few a couple other five star players who we are also recruiting. One of them is also going to be committing to a team. I think in about a week now. Uh, we're just it's kind of one of those things that I think we we lost out on some guys early in in the season. It's funny. I mean, you you jump on all these forums and whatnot online, and you know we lose out on anybody, and they lose their mind like. Has Kirby lost his touch? And, you know, is this such and such assistant coach? Is he is he any good at recruiting and all this? And it's just like, man, y'all gotta realize that the Kang gonna get whoever he wants at the end of the day. And and and, and you know, some of these guys that are committing to Auburn or Ohio State or Texas or wherever, you know, right now, they may still end up being dogs. <laughs> but as it stands right now, got the number one recruiting class in the in the country. And uh, man, I don't see that changing uh, for the foreseeable future because we got some big guys still left out there. I think one of the top running backs is still considering us, even though right now I think we have two running backs that are committed to us in this class. I mean, it's just it is a wild time. I mean, thinking about Chancey, we talked about it. Oh, we talk about it all ad nauseum. The like ten years ago when we got a five star recruit, it was like jubilation. I mean, we we're talking. <laughs> We have I mean, parades. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll never forget whenever we got Isaiah Crowell and he picked up that little – I feel like that's always the first one that comes to mind. He picked up that little dog, that bulldog, and had that bulldog I remember, puppy. I remember I remember where I was sitting in Snelling. I was in the Snelling dining hall watching him on the TV. I remember exactly where I was. That's how, that's how, like, that's how big of a deal that was. And we – like now it's for us a, a – Number one, the number one QB is like, all right, we got him. Let's go. And it's just like we move on to the yeah. next guy. And it's just, holy cow, man. I mean, it's it's a whole different world. Kirby's, Kirby's in, that's what I'm saying. Like, I talk about it every season. I, I'm, I'm at, I'm such, I'm at such ease. I'm at such peace with where we're at because we're bringing the best, we're, we're, we're able to present the best package of anyone playing the sport. Yeah. The absolute best package. All There's nobody in the country that can present, just if you're just basing it off of facts, can present a better product than what we have. Yeah. That's, that's literally it. The only thing that somebody else has is we don't have as many good, we don't have as many top, as much top talent as they do, so you're going to play earlier. That's the only thing that somebody else has over us. Or they're they're saying they've already done it. We need you to do it. 
Yeah. That's the only thing that anybody has because you start to look at facilities, you start to look at, uh, you start to look at culture, you start to look at location, you start to look at where we're at, what we're doing, how we do it, and nobody else can touch us. And so I have zero. I, I have Kirby has created a machine, a machine that that creates recruitment. It, it, it embodies recruitment, like our our how we handle ourselves on and off the field when it comes to football. Like there, our, our the 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 coaches he brings in recruitment is a, a key factor in how they operate. Yeah. And so I, I I have zero qualms. I have zero. I have zero. I lose zero sleep at night wondering what we're going to do on the recruiting trail because it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's got it wrapped. And it used to be such a focus. I mean, I mean, like we're talking about, I mean, if we got a, a pretty substantial uh, commitment, I mean, it was just always like, yeah, let's go. Like, And, and I'm just like, I'm sitting here. So I, I don't know if you've listened to any of this. Uh, so Tate Ratledge and um, Zion Logue have a, uh, it used to be Tate Rallage and uh, Rowling Goaty uh, had a uh, have a podcast, and I'll be honest with you, I listened to it. I listened to it uh, an episode, and it it's kind of half and half. Half of it was like I don't need to listen to this, and then half of it was like, man, this is pretty pretty fun insight because I, I, what I want to listen to that for is. I want some of the behind the scenes of, you know, this guy's recruitment or, you know, what what they're working on or how tough practices are and, and you know, how, if they've talked to people within the league. like that, For instance, I mean, the episode that I listened to, they talked about how Warren McClendon, you know, he's on the Rams now, and he was talking about how Stetson was just balling out out there on the West Coast. And things like that are interesting to me. But they, they had Jordan Hall on there, who was a top-rated defensive tackle from last year's recruiting class. And – or excuse me, you know, the ones that are coming in, like that will be here, you know, this coming fall. And Jordan Hall basically said, I mean, he, he wanted to go to Florida. He's a he's a Florida boy. He's from Jacksonville. He wanted to go to Florida. But then, you know, you got, he said, basically he said, I went there on a recruiting visit and it was like, you know, guys didn't really, they talked a lot about nothing is what he said. And and he said he had guys that would pass by and it's like, yeah, you're going to do big things and then keep walking kind of thing, you know. And then you have guys he basically said that the guys at Georgia, I mean, you got to think that, I mean, do you, do you really think that a lot of these players across the country buy into the whole, like, I got to help out with recruiting? And I, at Georgia, it seems that they really do. I mean, and you've got some of these guys like Jordan Davis. I mean, he met Jordan Davis, you know, another, obviously, a, a big time pro guy, first rounder in the NFL he met him on a recruiting visit kind of thing. And I mean, even returning players are still like, yeah, come on in, like come be part of the family. And, but you know, this guy basically said, he said, Jordan Hall said, yeah, I mean, Florida talked a lot about nothing and, and Georgia talked a lot about something. And I think that the whole, having the players, the mindset of, and that's just part of the culture that Kirby has built, but the mindset of, I, it's not just up to the assistant coaches and the head coach to bring these guys in. Like I got to be part of that, and they want to be part of this this culture. And you got to have that same kind of mindset that the current players do. And he, I think he bought into that. And lo and behold, I apparently he's going to be a big contributor this year. You know, so we and we need guys in the defensive line. And so it's uh it's pretty fun. Also, I mean, they had uh, Cedric Van Pran on there. That was. I listened to a little bit of the Jordan Hall episode. Then they had Van Pran on there, and and Van Pran is man can't can't talk enough about how that guy is just such a leader on this team. Can't believe he came back this year. 
uh, top center in the country, no doubt, in my opinion. Uh, so it's uh, it's fun, man. This team he knows he he knows what's coming. He does. He, knows what's he coming. does. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, there's all this talk. I mean, sorry, sorry to cut, kind of cut from one interview to another, but uh, you and I were talking about the Brian Harmon interview that he did with Rich Eisen, uh, and how he was talking about. He was asking him, you know, of course, Harmon was his bulldog. He just won the British Open, freaking awesome! I didn't realize this, but long story short, uh, I didn't know that Bubba Watson was the only other Georgia golfer to ever win a major, and so he's the second. I mean, and of course, you know, Bubba won the Masters twice, but he's so he's the second Georgia golfer to to win a major. Uh, but Rich, Rich, I asked him. Uh, he's like, "What do you think about a three peat?" And man, dude, his his answer was just incredible. He basically was like. You know, we got all the keys in place. Like he didn't jump out and say, "Yeah, we're 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 gunning for it." Like we're definitely going to be there. But he's like, "We got all the keys in place." He basically said he trusted the way that Kirby, you know, Kirby led this team. Thinks we got all the all the keys. Uh, it's just kind of up to the the senior leadership in this situation. And it's the same thing. I mean, as last year and the year before, it really does depend on guys like Van Pran coming back and being a key key contributor and factor in in in, in our you know march to the to the three beat you know yeah I, I was i was i was thinking the same thing when he said it i watched the same interview and uh and it's funny that kirby's kirby's talk and kirby's kirby's thought processes has, has permeated like the georgia fan base and everybody's everybody's <laughs> kind of like talking the same we're all saying the same stuff that the team's saying it's just yeah. like he has such a he has such a lock on He's created this 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 vibe, this, this this mindset around the entire fan base, around everything. That's it's just it's fun to it's fun to be a part of right now, man. It, it's it's so it, it's just it's pure leadership, hmm. it's pure focus, and and it's being focused on what's important and and his and the way that he's got these guys lined up because he's he's empowering these guys to be the leader to take on to take on these challenges of hey we're we're back to back but we haven't done anything and it's up to you to let these guys know that this team has done nothing yep and he's the one empowering our players to say it's your job to make this to to make this happen again because somebody else did it last time it's your turn to do it this time and he's giving that to them to to make them step up and and be that and Dude, that's just—I mean, it's leadership 101. It's it's letting it's it's empowering your guys to go and do and, and be the best versions of themselves. But Cedric Van Pran knows that he's like, I I go back on this team. I know what's coming. I can I'm gonna I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna get paid big time because all Kirby's doing now is just pumping out millionaires. That's yeah. all he's doing. I mean, ask it's just the, the crazy. the Philadelphia thing. Eagles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's just he, he's pumping, he's pumping them out, and guys see the trajectory, and it's it's so, and that's the something that Jordan was talking about, and it, it's it's fun, man. It's it's fun to see that, and uh, and and I hope my, my 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 hope and my prayer is that. And I think I think it is, and I mean I know I'm wearing the, the rose-colored glasses and all this, but I want to say that our players are our players and our, our culture is is doing the right thing. We we do have we do have the the stuff that's being exposed, and we'll, and we'll talk about a little bit about that in a second. But a lot of these these negative 
things are happening and all the eyes are focused on us. I mean, we are the top, we're the top dog. We've been the top dog. We've been on the mountaintop here for a couple of years. So everything's going to be focused at us. So what do we do to, to, to combat that and to be able to say, um, I'm not going to let that change how I operate. I still want to operate the best that I can be and, and create a good culture and a, and a safe culture. And that's where it comes to like the speeding and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't, that, that doesn't play into what we're trying to do. That doesn't play into what could happen, what could be possible. And so it's really about can these young guys get past that and see there's a future here for most of us. There's a future here for all these guys to get to get secure financially and to have an incredible time and be a part of a credible culture and an incredible institution that's going to set me up. Because the thing is now is you're not just – whether you go to the NFL or not, you're still set up with one of, with probably one of the, the best machines in college ever, not just college football, but ever. Because Kirby's going to – Kirby is – his goal is I'm going to set you up post, post-college post no matter where you go. I want to get you connected and get you – because – He's thinking about recruiting. I need you to come back and talk about and talk about how how good this was and what you were exposed to and what you got to see. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why the, that's why to me the 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 um the the speeding and the and, and this all these 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 things that are coming up in the offseason. Some of them are frustrating. Some of them are not accurate. But you're you're going to get all that when you're at the top, and so it's about how you handle that and move on to the next thing to say, can we do something that's never been done before? Not just because of the accolades and not because of the trophies, but just to say that we were able to create a team over the course of three years to do something that's never been done before, and that's the the, the thought of that. And even to be competitive this year, like to even to be competitive and be in that conversation, that's crazy to think of. Crazy to think of. Well, I think basically, I mean, what you're saying is, I mean, it's you hope and pray that. I mean, obviously, despite you know all our success and despite the setbacks, you hope and pray that there's still a level of integrity within our program, and that there's a level of discipline within our program. And and I think there still is. I mean, I, I mean, and that falls a lot on, you know, Kirby and his staff. I mean, the fact that we've had some of these guys like Glenn Schumann for so many years, and you bring in guys like Muschamp, you got Bobo, and you've got this family that's not just within the the locker room, but within the coaching staff. Um, It's always, I mean, you're you're basically, and, and to your point, this building of this family is kind of permeating into all these other athletic programs that we have. And, and, and also, on top of that, I mean, what Kirby is doing is, is fantastic, but also what Josh Brooks is doing as his, basically, I mean, I would say that Kirby's like, I mean, excuse me, Brooks is almost like Kirby's right-hand man kind of thing, even though he's the head honcho, right? Uh, but Brooks is doing, he's putting all of our teams, and obviously with a focus on football because that's what bring his, brings in the most revenue, but he's putting all of our teams in a, in a position to succeed. And he's expanding on facilities for the, within the baseball team and I think the softball team. And, and uh, I'm pretty sure the, the Dagum track and field team is about to be moved out to a new, some sort of new facility here in the new future, uh, next, uh, you know, in the next few years. I, it's, it's crazy to think the changes that have happened just within the past five years. And, and it all kind of goes back to what Kirby has done and, and how he has built on his success and that creates more, you know, success within the program, uh, the athletic program overall. 
So I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's tough to sit here and, I mean, it you can critique some of the things and and Kirby's been in the the daggum spotlight with some of these new things that have happened, some of these uh, you know traffic violations and whatnot, and thankfully nothing has been terrible, and even the things that old Alan Judd with the AJC has been trying to, you know, these accusations that have come out and these things, these articles that just really have no standing. And uh, I was thankful to see that, like we discussed beforehand, this the athletic department came out and said, hey, you know, we're going to fight what you're saying about our players. I mean, and I think that also helps to kind of bolster how these guys feel about Georgia you know, as a pro, as as a as a program and as as a university, that hey, look, they got my back. Whenever people are saying these things, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, slander and libel. I mean, this is legit. Like these, I mean, if you're being attacked by the media, and you know your athletic program is like, hey, we've investigated this whole thing, and let me tell you, what was just said in this article is is just blasphemous. I mean, we're 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 gonna fight you. We're gonna call you out, and and I was thankful they did that, and I'm. I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer and whatnot. I'm not, I can't, I can't get into, you know, speak for a lot of that side of things. But let me tell you, I know AJC is just saying, oh, well, first of all, they fired that guy. But I mean, don't you know that they just said, dang, that lost us some money right there. <laughs> just terrible, one guy. terrible business decision. Uh, and, and, and yeah, and you're, you're, you're right. It's, it, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you got all the stuff going on with Adam Anderson and, and those kinds of things. And, and, and the blanket statements of saying that George is covering these things up and then you kind of you kind of scratch the surface of that a little bit and there's no validity to any of that and uh, and, and that's that kind of goes to to kind of go back to the football part of this it's like like Kirby's like they're the target people are saying the targets on our back and Georgia the the university said no we're <laughs> We're gonna hunt. We're gonna hunt the AJC. It's like they <laughs> they released that document. That's like we're just gonna go ahead and prove everything that you've said is wrong, and um and we're gonna go after it. And that's the same like mentality of like because you know Kirby had a hand in that. And he's like, yeah, we're not gonna let this just go by without being addressed. And so the university comes back and says, no, we're not gonna sit back and be quiet. Like we're gonna we're gonna fight, and uh, and we're not gonna let you drag our name through the mud. Uh, without you presenting these facts that you don't have that because they don't exist and so um, I was proud of the university for doing that obviously if there was something like that that was going on even at my university I want that known I want to make I'm sure that that kind of stuff that kind of stuff is like that you you start throwing up throwing out those accusations that was my thing is those things start coming out and people see that about us and I'm like, okay, I want to know about this. Like, is this happening at my school? Because then that changes everything that I think. And then you read this, and you're like, but where are the, but where are the facts? Where are the things yeah. that lead to that this is the the headline? And, and then every there. talking head in the media or social media is, you know, like I said earlier, is judge, jury, and executioner. You know, it's like, all right, they're going to take this and run with it. If somebody from the AJC who's supposedly supposed to be credible releases this article and says that this is this is fact but then within the article it basically says that you know this is not c- certain things are not proven you know or certain things were investigated and 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 were you know known, known to be untrue then what what's the point of putting this on paper and so i mean i think you and i were talking about i mean it's it just felt like a very pointed attack at the university university of georgia this guy this alan judd guy has a history of doing so and i'm just yeah, like you said. I mean, I'm just 
I'm thankful that the university stood up for its student athletes. I mean, that's the bottom line. That was a really good thing to see. Well, and uh, and it was it, it probably on the, it was on the AJC's uh, best interest to not uh, piss off the the biggest institution in the state that has all of the, the biggest movers and shakers attached to it. And uh, so they, they, they probably had to, to make that call because, um, man, they, didn't, they, did, they do not look good right now. They do not. <laughs> you, don't, no. you, don't, you don't piss off the most beloved brand uh, in your state without facts and, uh, because, man, it's going to rain down on you on, in a ways that you're, you're obviously feeling right now. So, uh, I don't, I don't know anybody who is subscribed to the Atlanta journal constitution, but, uh, guaranteed their subscribers, uh, uh, rate went way down. So, Oh yeah, no doubt. Anyway, uh, shame on them, shame on them for letting that even come out in the first place without any of the facts to back it up. And it is, it, I, I'm glad we were at least past that point. And I'm glad that that guy was, you know, you know, obviously he, he was let go for, for good reason. And I'm just not going to, you know, I, I don't think, I think from here on out, I think the university is going to know. I mean, people are going to know if you do something like that and you don't have some, some facts to back it up, they're going to call you out for it. So I was glad they took that stand. So, um, but anyway, I mean, as for the most part, the dogs are, I mean, this is all, I mean, We've had some worse off seasons. There's no doubt. I mean, <laughs> I, what, what was it? It was probably you know eight or ten years ago, I, maybe even longer than that. I mean, there was one time we had like ten or twelve off season arrests. I mean, it was just there was a point where it was really bad. We were basically every headline we got, every notification we got was, hey, you know, such and such got arrested for for such and such, or you had guys like you know, we even had a. Daggum, AJ Green suspended for a few games. We had Todd Gurley suspended for a few games and things like that. But this offseason, all in all, hasn't been that bad. But man, it's uh, you gotta just hope and pray that things, you know, stay the stay the stay the course. And uh, of course, you know, thankful that we have old Kirby heading that up. Um, well, Chancey, we talked about the turmoil. We t- talked about the changes and uh. You know, college football landscape, it's been, uh, you know, not a lot of d- direct dog talk, but, man, you know, things that we needed to, to discuss. Um, of course, we'll have the season preview, hopefully, in, in, in what, a couple weeks now. Was there anything else that we that we missed that we should have talked about? I, I really trying to... We've, a lot of stuff has happened uh, this offseason, and we, we haven't... We haven't recorded as much as we normally do, but we need to, like I said, we need to get the rust, get the rust knocked off, get all, get yep. the, clear the slate to be able to talk about this team that we keep alluding to and how how uh, how exciting it's going to be. Because uh, even if the home schedule is not uh, not what we not what we want it to be, uh, it's still going to be a blast. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a fun year. And uh, and man, I'm 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 thankful we get to get to do this again and and uh, and and get get excited about what's what's coming. Yeah, man, I tell you what, this has been the fastest. The off season early on was was pretty slow, but man, this summer has been just so hectic. Personally, you know that I just have lost track of time, and like I told you earlier, half the time I don't even know what day it is. But man, I'm just thankful that all this distraction has meant that man we're we're about a month away from college football. Next this is the last few days without college football in a, in a in a month. And uh man, I'm excited about that. This I, t- I will say Chancy, you know, without getting too much into the season preview and looking into that first week, but 
This is one of the worst week one schedules that we've had in years. I mean, I, I last year and the year before, we were talking about just how stacked that first week was. Uh, but man, we got we 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 really don't have a lot of big name matchups. Every every year or every week, I always kind of go ahead and and mark you know all the big games before before they happen, and so that I can follow those certain ones. And uh, of course, I got a little bit. I jumped the gun a little bit a, a couple weeks ago. Went ahead and looked at it, and I was like, "Man, this this kind of sucks." <laughs> like college game day is going to North Carolina, South Carolina, the first week <laughs> of the season, the first like official week of the season, week one. And I mean, man, you would have thought that that's, there would have been something better to go to than that. Yeah, that's pretty piss poor. Yeah, I guess they got you know they got what's his name? Uh, what's South Carolina quarterback's name? Transferred from Oklahoma, uh, Ritter. Uh, Radler. No, not Ritter. Radler. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. That's how, right? that's how relevant. That's how relevant yeah. he is. Uh, speaking well, of know, which, of course, we we didn't we didn't we didn't talk about this. Talking about game day, Pollock got fired in the midst uh, of all the the ESPN uh, turnover. They released all these folks, and uh, man, it's kind of um, it's kind of rough. We've we've got our our wagon hitched to to ESPN and um, the SEC wise anyway. I mean, we got the SEC network and all that, but that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. That game day. A staple of our of our childhood and our our, our 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 entire life to this point. I mean, has been to me. I mean, it's a key of what I watch, and it's yeah. going to turn into the Pat McAfee show. Um, and so, uh, what, however you feel about Pat McAfee, that's not what game day is, and um, or what has been. Maybe I'm just an old geezer when it comes to game day, <laughs> but um, but that's but uh, it's things are changing, man. That's that you're talking about that and. Uh, uh, I mean, Pollock's going to be fine. He's going to end up somewhere. He's going to do a great job. So I'm not worried about that. And I'm going to go to wherever he he goes uh, and see what he's see what he's up to. But um, but uh, it's it, it's interesting. And uh, that was that was pre- you could see the writing on the wall if you go back really and look at the season. He was getting phased out, uh, just not nearly as uh, prevalent in a lot of the a lot of the regular season stuff. But that was that was frustrating to see. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of those things that got. It really just, it was a headline, and then all of a sudden it was just like, all right, Pollock's gone, you know, kind of thing. And and like you and I talked about, I mean, he's going to land on his feet. He'll be fine. I mean, I'm not worried about him. He'll get a big job. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he moves over to Fox Sports or whatnot. But at the same time, the, the Pat McAfee thing, Sorry if you're a Gen Z person, but that's a, that's the Gen Z effect right there is what that is. I mean, you lose the guy. David Pollock was one of the few guys on that broadcast who really knew his stuff. X's and O's. He talked about it. He got got a little bit more deep deep into the strategy of the game. He understood some of these players, and obviously he knows the Georgia football team very well. And then you got Pat McAfee, who's his he's he's a showboat guy. He's the guy that's going to attract the the eyes, and so. Uh, ESPN, it's like you said, we, we hitched our wagon to them. Next year, it's going to be full-fledged SEC. That's one thing we hadn't even talked about. I mean, we don't have, don't have to talk about it in depth, but, I mean, this is going to be the last year, Chansey, of CB, SEC on CBS at 3.30. The last freaking year. And, I mean, you're talking about that intro song. Makes me feel things, okay? <laughs> it makes me feel a certain way. And, and and the fact that we're not going to have that yet uh, next year, I'm really going to just. I mean, I'm because we play South Carolina at, at 3:30, you know, on CBS this year. You know, that's our first CBS game, and let me tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take all of it in, man. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a wild ride, but man, it's um, 
Yeah, it's like it's like we went back and we're talking about earlier. I mean, the uncertainty, the new this new age of college football is about to begin, and I'm thankful at least you know there's going to be a little bit of normality uh, here uh, in the last last season of uh, this era, I guess you could say. But uh, Chancy, we got a good football team. We're going to dive into it here in a couple weeks. Uh, hopefully, have a little season preview for y'all. But man, it's. Uh, a lot to look forward to. Can't wait. We're right around the corner. Well, I love how we uh, we always talk about how, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to get together and, and, and talk real quick. There's not really much to talk about, and here we go. We'll do our usual. So I feel like we just need to go ahead and <laughs> and get <laughs> and never say that again. So, because. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was always... approaching about an hour 20 here, so <laughs> uh, I, I guess we can well, wrap uh, it up. But Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's do that. We'll. Uh, Buddy, we'll talk soon, and uh, uh, let's uh, looking looking forward to uh, to just a couple weeks away. Sounds good, brother. Go dogs! Dogs on top.